0: Hey, lights, camera, barstool listeners! You can find us every Tuesday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or YouTube. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. To infinity and beyond!
1: The Lord tells me he can get me out of this mess, but he's pretty sure you're fucked.
0: It's why you fail.
1: You can't handle the truth.
0: Maybe. Maybe not. Maybe fuck yourself. Say hello to my little friend! You'll shoot your eye out, kid. Say what again! Say what again! I dare you! I double dare you, motherfucker! Say what one more goddamn time! What we've got here is failure to communicate. You're
2: Where we're going, we don't need roads. Are you not entertained? Are you not entertained?
0: Welcome to the Lights, Camera, Podcast. Episode... Mm, great. <laughs> I'm not going to cut this. I, I, I just got done about two minutes ago <laughs> saying, let's not edit this podcast. Let's make sure we're tight the entire time. <laughs> you and just got the back from Barcelona. <laughs> oh, Hang on. In the feet, What's though? going on? Hello. Not much. How's basketball <laughs> going for you, Jeff? Uh, betting-wise, terrible. But yeah. hey, I run a bracket contest with about... A hundred people. It's got like kids in it and grandparents and people who don't watch basketball. But the two of you joined for the first time. Which mm-hmm. one of you is beating the other? Kendrick's destroying beating. me. No, no, you're definitely beating me. I just showed you how close we were in points towards the bottom of
1: the
2: bracket. That, uh, that wasn't ranked in the actual order of uh, where we were. Jeff just sent me something yesterday and said negative 30 next to my name. So I just yeah, took that negative 30 spots. And you're still ahead of me very bad so i just assumed i would be near the bottom of the bracket darren rovell is probably beating me i think he's in this bracket contest
0: (laughs) uh somebody did ask we're doing listener questions today somebody asked and this will be the first one trill what month it is it is it is march i can't say this is march
2: so my new saying is it is march a little bit of a legal differentiation there for for old pal jr who's trademarking that i'll tell you what man I'm sorry to all the uh, Virginia fans out there, but that was one of the more enjoyable sports moments I've had in the last five years. I mean, I'm sure it can be said for everybody, but you didn't realize how fun watching a number 16 seed beating a number one seed would be until you're actually sitting there in the, in the, the captain's chair.
0: With the exception of like my own teams winning, I always said I wanted to see a triple crown horse, which we got a few years ago. But the thing I wanted most was a sixteen over one, because it was just so inconceivable. And not sorry, we're gonna talk basketball for two seconds here, but I've always I've always said this. As long as they still have conference tournaments decide who makes a tournament, these lower conferences are always gonna have every once in a while some crappy teams win it as a fluke. And so I'd always said that you're never gonna have a sixteen over one until they fix that. And they make it just regular season champs, but sure enough dead wrong because umbc it pulled it out yeah it was a lot of fun that was fun to watch
1: here's the big difference though is that umbc is totally capitalized on this fame like their social accounts are going wild like tweeting at people going going nuts nyquist the horse when that won the triple crown or whatever what an asshole social account that was fuck nyquist <laughs>
2: yeah you have to toe that line very carefully between overexposing yourself People always love you in the first five hours after something pops on social media, and then you get too full of yourself, and all of a sudden, everybody turns. The tide will turn. Jeff, going back to your comment on things you want to see in sports, the only thing I ever want to see and will never see it is a 24 or 27 strikeout game by a pitcher.
0: Oh, yeah. That would be pretty yeah. sick. That would
2: be, in my mind, the greatest, sports, greatest individual sports accomplishment of all time.
1: Yeah, I wish I was like conscious for the Kerry Wood. I don't know how many strikeouts he had in that one game, but I wish I was like watching that game. That would have been crazy. I think it was twenty, wasn't it? It was like the closest, wasn't it?
2: I have no idea. Really, I but know. I remember. I'm uh, not a baseball guy. So, yeah, you know. MLB The Show 2019, 2018, 2019 comes out like this week though. So download a copy.
0: My favorite thing about baseball games were striking people out. So I I understand that uh at that point. Oh, yeah. I used okay. to pitch. I used to pitch in like seventh
2: grade, dude. I was pretty good. I threw a, uh, a no-hitter. This one person got a hit off me, but I think it was like six or seven innings. I forget how far youth baseball games went, and I I had like 10 or 11 strikeouts, dude. I was an ace, and then we moved to fucking 90-foot base pass and just ruined my entire career. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so I uh, hope your brackets are nice, or or if they're busted, hope you're just enjoying the tournament. By the way, Ken Jack, you're 49th, Trill Ballin's you're 77th but oh
1: whoop. i must have had a real big Trill. gain
0: yes trail has 128 points remaining ken Jack's 132 so there's still plenty of time plenty of time outside of the tournament though there was one other big thing that happened this week actually there's probably many big things but just in our world of simpleton simpletonness the avengers trailer came out avengers yeah. infinity War, the final trailer came out at 9 a.m. on friday It was a huge deal. It's already uh, had the most pre-sale tickets of all time for any movie, which is not surprising because while Black Panther was obviously like a big thing culturally and it had that significance, it also had behind it the fact that it was a highly anticipated comic book movie. And now you take a movie with Black Panther characters in it and then you add all the other ones. It, It was like a no brainer. If you could have bet on, If this would have been the highest pre-sale of all time, I feel like anything but betting on it being the highest pre-sale of all time would have been just stupid. Let's get into the trailer though. We have our tickets ready to go immediate reaction, immediate reaction two days later, but thoughts on the trailer. We'll start with you, Trill.
2: It was a trailer. It was infinity war and it was exciting. But aside from that, it didn't really do much for me that hasn't been done already with the hype for this movie. I think I've just reached that saturation point where I'm just ready for the damn movie to come out. I'm glad they moved the release date up. But there wasn't anything in that trailer that was, I was like, I mean, maybe the coolest part was Thanos punching Captain America and him, like, grabbing his hand. And you see his reaction of, like, go either two ways. One way is like, oh, my God, you're strong. Or the other way is, how dare you even challenge me, you little asshole. So I don't know. I'm just ready for this to come out. I think I've just reached that saturation point. I'm done with the trailers. Just give me the movie. I thought it was awesome. And we finally got a little more Chris Pratt,
1: uh, Star Lord, because he only had like what the last two seconds of the first trailer. And I feel like Guardians of the Galaxy is a big draw for this movie is probably like what this third or second highest grossing out of like the bunch of the Avengers movies so far. Those two movies. So I was happy to see him get some lines and his dynamic with Tony Stark, I think is going to be hilarious. And I'm really looking forward to
0: it. There's a really great trailer breakdown from our guy, Mr. Sunday Movies on YouTube, by the way, if you really want to dive into it, if you're a big Marvel fan and you want to see kind of like where things are at with this movie, because he kind of lines up what you can pull from the trailer. But if you don't want a lot, then obviously stay away. But I will say, of all trailers I've ever seen in terms of comic books, DC, Marvel, or Star Wars movies, this I think is the least we've ever seen. They really don't show you much because based on how I can conceptualize this trailer and like how this ties into the movie, I believe Thanos comes down to Earth and then they go to his home planet, his destroyed planet of Titan. That's where you see Star-Lord with them and all that. So that's like one little bit. And then you see the bit on Wakanda, but you really don't see anything else. Like, like there's definitely mm. stuff in between. So they really don't show much. I do know that this movie definitely starts. This is not really a spoiler. If you saw Thor Ragnarok, but I guess if you don't want to hear it, turn this off for like a minute. Thor Ragnarok, the post credit or the mid credit, you see Thanos' ship fly up on the new Asgardian ship as Loki and Thor are flying away, mm. going to earth. And they, they see that ship. So that the movie starts definitely with that because after that, Thor is floating in space and he slams into the Guardians of the Galaxy ship, the Milano, because that was the trailer that played at Comic-Con in D23. So that's, I'm assuming, where it all starts. And that's how Thor is with the Guardians and they team up. So it's uh, it was a cool trailer, but they definitely didn't show much, which I think is fine.
2: Yeah. And that's where I'm getting at, is I felt like I've seen the footage already, even though I haven't. You can only show me so much cool shit before I start wanting to know actual plot points. And that's where we get into... A lot of speculation that they are going to put a couple Marvel beloved characters six feet under in this one. So we won't get into that because I don't want to ruin it for anybody. But that's where my real interest is now. Just give me the damn yeah. movie. I did want to. I did want to bring up a quick topic of discussion: top grossing movies of all time. Number one: Avatar, two point eight bill. Number two: Titanic, Titanic, two point two bill. Uh, Force Awakens about two point one. Jurassic World. 1.7 and the Avengers, the first one about 1.5. I think this one's going to get number four. I think it's going to jump over Jurassic world pretty easily. I don't know if it's going to creep up on the force awakens because that was just such a huge star Wars is coming back moment, but I, I'm pretty confident that this can outdo Jurassic world. Uh, and this is worldwide. Now.
0: Yeah. It'll yeah. probably hit two bill. I, I'd be surprised <laughs> if it didn't based on this presale. And I, I would think it's easily, a, right? What's that? Yeah.
1: Yeah, I'd say easily. Um, one thing I did notice in the in the trailer as well, we kind of assumed Loki was going to be on Thanos' side throughout this, right? And you see him with the sons of Thanos or whatever those characters' names are during this trailer. Uh, you also don't want Valkyrie to die. So Valkyrie's on that ship, and you pres- have to sort of presume that Thanos is going to kill everyone on the ship that isn't Thor. So Korg is going to die, and Valkyrie is
0: going to die, and I think I'll just kill myself if that happens before the movie even uh, yeah. gets past opening five minutes. So James theorized on his YouTube thing, again, check it out. It's, it's really catch up if you need some clarity on the trailer and like where we are in the Marvel Universe. He theorizes that Korg and Valkyrie get off the ship because they still do want to do a, another Thor, if possible, so I could totally see them just being off the ship. I'd hate if Korg dies. That'd be really sad. Taiko Waititi's killer role. And I think Valkyrie yeah. was way too beloved to kill her. But yeah, you see Loki being threatened. It's the Black Order is the name. Thanos is like children or his henchmen and you see him being threatened by one of them and that's when he hands over the tesseract to Thanos, who then smashes it and turns it back into an infinity stone and puts it in his fucking glove he also has the one by the way when that does happen i will say this though and now that i'm saying this i guess i might be wrong when i said earlier he already has in his glove the purple stone which is i think the space stone which is the one from guardian so i assume he goes the power stone there you go Space Stone. Mm, Excuse me. It's the Power Stone. (laughs) He is purple. He is power. power. (laughs) So he he already has that one. And that one was on the planet with Glenn Close and John C. Riley. So he probably goes there first. That's probably his first move. So he maybe he kills John C. Riley and Glenn Close if they're in the movie and then he gets that one. Then he meets up with them or they don't even show it. I don't really want to see John C. Riley die. So. Yeah, he just
1: fucking lays waste to Xandar like five minutes into the movie and then kills half the characters from Thor Ragnarok.
0: That would be miserable. So apparently he is like Darth Vader, but worse, they say, and that this is basically his movie. We've had some people on Reddit bring up two things, and let's talk about these two things before we get into some questions. One, Thanos. They're like, oh, he doesn't look great. like you know, I I think he looks as bad as Steppenwolf and like, why do we like Thanos? You know, we've, he hasn't done anything. Uh, Two points to that. I did think he looked a little better in this trailer. I did some side by sides. I think he was touched up a little more because that last trailer came out in either November or December. But I think that's about as good as he's going to look. Like, if you don't like it, you don't like it. I don't know how much more you can make a big purple guy look perfect. And he's not human. So, uh, I mean, that's not me being an apologist. I just, I don't think it's amazing looking, but I think it's as good as we're going to get. But the other thing is, I'm not going to criticize Thanos until I see him in a full movie and have his character fleshed out. And it sounds like the promise has been from the Russo brothers, the directors, that this movie, his character will be fleshed out, that it's a Thanos movie. So that's, for me at least, that's encouraging. It's a lot in one movie, man. You're going to
2: make it a Thanos movie and you have 60 other Marvel characters on screen. I I like it. I'm excited for it. Obviously, a lot of people are excited for it. I didn't hate Thanos, I didn't think he looked particularly good, but I I don't think he was even approaching the realm of Steppenwolf. And that's also where I I somewhat agreed with folks making the comments that uh, they said, well, you know, Steppenwolf wasn't great, but neither are the Marvel villains. And I'm like, yeah, I mean, that's a that's been a common, common complaint up until maybe the last year yeah we pretty much just had loki and then everybody else has either been killed off or just hasn't been a good villain so both both dc and marvel have villain issues i just have to see thanos in the movie and what his backstory is and how cool he is to actually make a judgment on whether or not he's in steppenwolf category the issue going back to steppenwolf wasn't just the cgi is that he just had no motivation other to destroy everything including maybe himself i don't know that's I mean, look, I know it's a comic book movie and that's a typical comic book villain. But, you know, this is twenty eighteen, man. We want a nuanced villain like Killmonger with some good ass backstory and motivation that makes you think. Just think about it.
0: Well, I'll let Ken Jack let you get into it. But backstory is a good point here because you see a flashback in the trailer where a younger Gamora holds his hand. And I guess apparently that's when he's adopting her and then he just kills off her entire race right after Mm. that. So there is going to be some backstory there. And apparently, this is a really corny quote, but apparently the Russo brothers said he has the capacity to love and not just want to kill everybody. So I don't know. I, I guess, I guess if, they, if they say that, that means they're going to definitely flesh him out because as far as I know, he's just a villain who just wants to kill everybody. Yeah, dude. Not That, that just means I'm
2: going to start fanficing uh, Captain America, <laughs> and Bucky, and Thanos in a, in a three-way in love triangle. Yeah. In preg,
1: Fanfic. <laughs> The the big difference between DC and Marvel villains is that while Marvel is definitely top heavy in their villain department, DC has like nothing. They like Michael Shannon as general Zod is probably their best villain by far. And he's just like, okay at best. Well,
2: yeah. Well, let me, let me delineate that. Cause I do agree. The DC's best villains are the Batman villains. Okay. And Batman, do you count those in like the current DCEU though? Cause that, he's not technically that's, that's the current the Batman. Issue, because the Joker is just a nerd who causes chaos or whatever and has no real superpowers. So you can't really put the Joker up against Superman in these big ensemble movies. Cause we've seen Batman needs a bunch of technological shit to even fight with these guys. Yeah. So a lot of these Batman villains are, you know, the Joker, the Riddler, the penguin. I mean, they're corny, but they work for Batman and they're good in the Batman universe, but you can't really take these DC villains and put them in these big ensemble movies when wonder woman can just lift her pinky up and shred them all
1: yeah it's a scaling problem it's like putting us up against like ninja and fortnite like there's just there's no comparison in our level of skill compared to their level of skill whatsoever plus steppenwolf did suck i don't care if it's just the cgr the flesh out part the part where he had he had a bare ass scene i sent that tweet to you guys earlier they had a scene where they show steppenwolf's bare ass and they expected this to be a serious ass villain <laughs> it's fucking ridiculous <laughs>
0: The last thing that was pointed out on our Reddit was about Thanos and Captain America and how Captain America is taking a punch from Thanos, who has infinity stones in his infinity gauntlet. And obviously the two stones he has, one's the space stone. The other one's that power stone from Guardians, which can if you, if you drop it, it wipes the planet out. So people are saying, you know, how is he doing that? I'm assuming that's going to be explained. I, you know, like you don't make all these dozens of movies over the span of 10 years and then just have something go unexplained in that. And he's obviously a super soldier. He has superhuman strength. So we'll, we'll see about that. I thought that was pretty cool. Cause you know, there's going to be a pretty interesting reason behind that. Maybe he has some sort of vibranium that's helping him out. Cause he's in Wakanda. But I, I thought that was probably the coolest part of the trailer when he was catching that punch from Thanos. That was the only yeah. thing that
2: really stood out to me as like being something I felt like I hadn't seen before. Everything else was just yeah. a, know shot was, of all the characters yeah, was together reaction. which is cool but yeah i mean as we had that the previously only
0: other, the only other thing really was it was dr strange shooting the like the platforms for star lord to jump on when he was on that one planet titan, so titans yeah also and, peter parker jumps outside his bus and starts riding the side of the bus yeah with his spider-man mask on so he's just gonna reveal himself as spider-man he also
1: did like the tra- trailing the water underneath the brooklyn bridge with his hand and there's badass as hell we should go try that out it's a real New York <laughs> oh, to, guy thing,
2: right there. And to your point, Jeff.
1: Yeah, the fucking East River water—that's what they make the bagels with. Uh, to your point, Jeff. Though I think that I read somewhere they had all of the uh, Marvel directors in one room so that they didn't have like a continuity problem between the plot. So I definitely don't think that's going to have like an issue between like I don't know, like you're saying, <laughs> America
2: taking a punch from Thanos. That just—I'm sorry—that just sounds like the worst fucking meeting in the world. Yeah, right. Imagine like Taika Waititi talking
1: to like fucking
2: like
1: I don't know who's the director of like Thor two. Can you imagine? They brought they brought Kenneth Branagh back
2: and be like, "Well, (laughs) yeah, I don't envision the Thor character doing this, and I object to this movement, Russo (laughs) brothers." (laughs) They're like, "Yeah, look, you directed the worst one, so uh, maybe get this guy out of here." They're all just speaking. They're just speaking over each other on this conference call. Like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, T- Taika Watiti, you're on mute. Can't hear you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> they, they invite the wrong John Favreau. The speechwriter shows up. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know why I'm here. So oh, fun. shit. Wrong Favreau. What am I doing here? That'd be so fun. That's so a great skit. That, that's yeah. the Avengers trailer. Comes out April 27th. I think James, our, our guy, Mr. Sunday Movies, is going to come back on for that one. We're going to draft villains that episode. Superhero mm. villains. Or no, movie, I always say superhero. We did all movies, so we'll do movie villains to have the ultimate villain team. Uh, He'll be back on April 27th. Our episode will come out the week after. So we'll have that. Time to get in some questions. We did a listener mail back, and actually the first one ties into Infinity War, and we need some help with an idea. The first question is, who is the dark horse to die in Infinity War? We're not going to answer that, because we want to do an Infinity War death pool. We got to figure it out. Got to make it much more simple th- or simpler than the Fantasy Movie League thing we did, which I – once Paddington's done, we're going to announce the winner. Paddington needs to leave theaters. Paddington really fucked us up there. Regardless, <laughs> we want to do a very simple death pool. We got to figure out how to do it. So if you have any ideas, let us know. But we want to get away to maybe – maybe you just – you pick one, one or two, two or three. Like uh, how, how many should we pick here? Because you want to try to guess who's going to die in Infinity War, because somebody's going to die. At least one or two people, probably more.
2: I think what we should do is there should be different tiers. So, like, one's probably going to die, one's might die, and then one's that Dark Horse category, and you get, like, one point for the probably die category, two for the might die, and three for the uh, Dark Horse category. So if you nail the long shot projection, you get more points.
0: Yeah, Maybe it is, you can only pick like two or three we have to it's either going to be point based or pick based where yeah you can pick the two big ones but you're not guaranteed to score any points that might make sense
2: we'll have ken jack figure that out get on that project please come on back thursday morning thank you thank (laughs) you
0: okay so we won't answer that yet but we will do a death pool for infinity war we have some time to figure it out it's still over a month away all right other questions first question Well, second question. Adam Sandler or Jim Carrey?
2: Ooh. Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey. Yeah. Yeah, Jim Carrey. Um, Here's my reasoning behind this. Adam Sandler was in some good movies that I love, like Billy Madison, Happy Gilmore. And then I go beyond that, and it's few and far between. Jim Carrey, pound for pound, even his, like, Non-iconic movies. Again, there's that word again. Ah, like, uh, put it in the jar. Yeah, put in the jar. Put in the jar, baby. Even the movies like Liar Liar, which some might say is like one of his better roles. But me, I associate the big tentpole Jim Carrey movies with The Mask, obviously, Ace Ventura, Dumb and Dumber. Jim, Car- Jim Carrey was a cultural phenomenon in 1994, 1995, and parts of 1996. He was the biggest actor in the world. He probably was the highest paid actor in the world. And I think he just has the better filmography to work with over Adam Sandler. Even though Adam Sandler, I would probably take Happy Gilmore over any of Jim Carrey's movies. I think if you look at the breadth of Jim Carrey's work. Yeah, Happy Gilmore is awesome, dude. Happy, Happy Gilmore, Gilmore is, is awesome. Ha- Happy Gilmore de- defined the genre of TBS movies that you just scroll through and put on on Sunday at 3 o'clock when you're hungover. You'll just watch it when it's on.
1: I think I'd watch Ace Ventura over Billy Madison. Had the choice, I think. But, I, I think with Jim Carrey compared to uh, Adam Sandler, especially their '90s work or whatever you want to put it in, uh, I think that Jim Carrey's work is a lot more rewatchable than any of Adam Sandler's work. It's a little less dated and it's a more, I don't know, a classic funny. I rewatch almost any Jim Carrey movie; I'll still laugh. It's not really the same with Adam Sandler movies, though. Now,
2: if you ask me who I would rather get a beer with, that would definitely mm-hmm. be Adam Sandler. I feel like Adam yeah. Sandler. Adam Sandler would be the more fun guy to like sit there and shoot the shit with. I completely agree with that. Also Jim Carrey's,
1: did you see his, um, his episode on the David Letterman show on Netflix? No. He's like an artist now and stuff. He's, he's a little, he's strange to talk to. I feel like he's not very, he's not normal dude. Like Adam Sandler is Adam Sandler wearing fucking capris to red carpet events, like trying to be very regular dude. At least it will be somewhat normal. Jim Carrey's sort of like out there.
2: Jim Carrey has gone through a rough spot. You know, he's, he's been very open about his uh, struggles with mental health and um, you know, and I, th- I feel like a lot of great comedians go through that as well. You know, it's kind of the comedy is tragedy in some parts of it. So, you know, I, I, I appreciate that he's been more open around that because I do think it's an important topic to discuss, but remember that red carpet interview he did where he just showed up and was basically like nihilist Arby's. It was like, nothing yeah. matters this show is like made up. Like, I thought that was pretty cool, but you know, I, I do think Jim Carrey is, um, he's very complex in that regard. And I, I'm glad he's open about it because I'm open about, you know, my, my own mental health issues. I mean, I have bad anxiety and whatnot. So it's nice to see someone open in that way. But I think, you know, Adam Sandler probably just is fucking, you know, very, very just straight up like fun to I want to hear him tell stories about the fawns. Basically, is what I'm trying.
0: To get when at. he when he stepped on set the first time, I got to meet him at GMA was for Pixels. I never uh-huh. met him before. He came up behind me, and he was in gym shorts. By the way, Of course gym shorts and in a, a polo on Good Morning America. Just I love that. And he he slapped me in the bed. He goes he goes What's up, fuckers? And I was like, oh, Okay, that gets yeah. You know what? <laughs> I feel bad that I hate Half Your Movies. So, but I'll pick Jim Carrey just for Truman Show alone. That, that's my pick here. Oh yeah.
2: Well, I, I look at more of their serious works. I, I think Adam Sandler was in punch drunk glove, which is pretty good. Oh, yeah, that's right. You didn't like, oh, you like, it? I mean, so I think they both can have turns of serious actors, even the Meyerowitz stories. I did like Adam yeah. Sandler a lot. stories is good. Yeah. Yeah. And I, uh, Jim Carrey in, um, what was the movie where they it's forgot? Eternal Sunshine. Uh, yeah. Eternal sunshine. Uh, he was great in that. And Truman show was a little more of a serious movie. Um, it's hard to compare the two. I, I think we want to compare the two because they're both huge comedians in the nineties, but they both have done very different things. Adam yeah. Sandler has secured the bag, so to speak, in terms of getting that paycheck. Is that, is that how you say it? Um, and Jim, Jim Carrey is just kind of doing off in his own thing right now. There's something, something yeah. yeah, some, some to watch though is the man on the moon documentary or the Jim and, um, Jim and Andy, or whatever that documentary was, it was a very, very interesting. Look into Jim Carrey. I mean, he is a he he, he is very interesting. I, I have a lot of respect oh. for him. Yeah, but before I forget, the uh,
1: the interview wasn't with uh, Letterman; it was with um, Jerry Seinfeld. It was his Netflix show. It was really Comedian. good, though. It was funny to watch comedians yeah, and, it was, cars and cars getting cars. And coffee. Yeah, that was it. Really interesting. Classic. I went to his house and
2: studio and stuff. It was nuts. Stella, Stop that! Sorry, my dog's digging at my new Allbirds.
0: Use promo code. Big week for dogs. Lights, camera, podcast. Dogs are still celebrating UMBC over Virginia, so just kind of got to let it go. All right, next up. This is not a question, but it's posed in a way where we can talk about it. It just says, Austin Powers, talk about it. So I guess let's just say this. Let's, Let's just talk about Austin Powers for a second. How many of the three do you like? What's your favorite one? I guess we'll start there. I like all three.
2: I think that the first two are the really good ones and Gold Member is the male one. You know, it's kind of enjoyable. Um, My favorite one is probably the first one. I I like the first one a lot. I like the second Mm -hmm. one a little more, but I I felt like the thing about the Austin Powers is they are not shy about running the same gags over and over (laughs) and doubling down on it. So some of the things in the first one were very original, like the silhouette, gag and then they just did that in the second one which still was funny but when you saw it for the first time it was like holy crap and that's why the third one maybe isn't as good is because you can't do it three times it just doesn't it just doesn't work as well um and i i didn't really like the whole mini me thing i i didn't like fat bastard as much I, the the strength in the second one i thought was the dynamic between heather graham and austin powers and kind of going back in time and that that whole the joke related to that him losing his mojo um, but, the, yeah, the first one's my favorite.
1: I think if I had to pick, it would probably be the first one, too. First two were obviously the better ones. Third one was okay. I think it's almost their enjoyability rate goes in proportion to how many roles Mike Myers is playing throughout them. And then the third <laughs> one, I think he was playing like five people at one point. So it was a little too much. Uh, I love them all. The theme in it, I still think Jeff picking the theme and his favorite movie themes for Austin Powers is maybe your best pick ever. Because that is such the a theme awesome theme. Didn't they play it in the Oscars when like Tiffany Haddish came out or something? Like it made no no relevance whatsoever. But yeah. I was like, yeah, fuck yeah, Austin Powers, man, that was great. He, um,
2: the third one, Michael Caine was a great casting choice for Austin's dad. Yeah. So I throw a lot of respect on that one. Um, the funny part about it is, I think Austin Powers caused Mike Myers and Dana Carvey to have somewhat of a falling out, essentially because Doctor Evil is a Lorne Michaels impersonation. If you ever watch Lorne Michaels' interview and his mannerisms, it's pretty much Dr. Evil. And I think Dana Carvey was kind of mad because he was the originator of the Lorne Michaels impression, and Mike Myers just ripped it up. I I don't know that for sure. I think I remember him saying that on a Howard Stern interview. But that's just hearsay at this Hmm, point. That's pretty interesting, yeah. My
0: favorite part of the third one. Yeah, my favorite part of the third one was in the beginning – where they had the fake movie about austin powers yeah tom very, cruise. Problematic. Oh, very problematic
1: very yeah, problematic
0: dr <laughs> evil i don't want to say his name because i'd have to bleep it out but you can go look that up but yeah tom cruise as austin powers it was uh yeah that was a pretty funny part from that movie so austin powers we'll talk i, I feel like we can talk about austin powers at some point in the future i'm sure there's going to be another one at some point somehow some way that feels like a well they're going to totally go back down
2: we, we talked about the 90s nostalgia last week. It would be insane for them not to do a fourth Austin Powers. That would make a decent amount of money. That would make tons of money. I don't know, but I think they could do it. Make some good good coin off that.
0: Who's a young comedian? Make- they would cast this in now. No, I mean, it'd still be Mike Myers. They do like old, do like old man Logan type thing. They do old Austin Powers. Oh, Just don't make the love guru anymore. Just no more of that. Next question. Is there a movie people would be shocked to learn that you have never
1: watched? I don't think shocked. I don't think there's one I can think of off the top of my head where they'd be like, wow, how the fuck can Jack not see that? I don't think so.
2: Mine's going to lose me a lot of credibility here. I'm going to admit it, though, because this this is an open podcast. Transparency is the first. I've never seen Godfather Part 2. Oh, what the <laughs> fuck, dude? See see what I'm saying? And a lot of no, people Netflix, are going to be like, asshole, go watch I it. Know. Hang- well, oh. hey. I, I love the first Godfather. I just never got around to seeing Godfather Part 2. I'm, if I'm you had sorry. seen Godfather 1 and
1: Godfather 3 but not seen 2, I might actually... Like, I, I haven't really seen 3.
2: It. I haven't seen 3. I just saw the first one. I need to watch Part 2 because it's one of the best movies of all time. But the question was, what would shock people? And that's a shocking answer because the Godfather duology or trilogy, if you're insane, um, is, is hollowed ground for cine- cinemaphiles
0: fuck dude yeah i, I don't know if there's thing. any that, that qualify for me i've never seen 2001 a space odyssey that's not special dude i saw it in
2: school uh it's pretty good yeah i mean that's that's something i think the the issue is like you're supposed to respect all these classics if you talk about movies and that's just not me we've been very open about that in the first first podcast i'm just a normal guy who loves movies jeff's the cinephile on this podcast I haven't seen the third Matrix movie, dude. That's another one.
0: Yeah, well, you're not missing much. Yeah, you're not missing much. I yeah,
2: <laughs> I saw the I, I saw the first two. Obviously, saw the first one, then saw the second second sequel or the sequel, I guess. And then I was just like, no, I can't do this to myself. You know what? I haven't seen Casablanca.
1: I don't think that would shock anyone, though.
0: No, that doesn't shock me. I, I think I think Casablanca is a movie along with probably like Gone with the Wind. There's a couple where you know people would never admit publicly or most people wouldn't they haven't seen it but i'm sure a lot of people at least our age just haven't seen it but they they say they do you know let let me ask you guys this question citizen kane's another one i'm sure people say they've seen that they haven't actually seen
2: so i went i went undergrad between 2003 2007 i watched hardly any new movies during that time span So there's like a dark period between 2003 and 2007 where I just have not seen a whole bunch of movies. Do you guys have that? Or did you, Jeff, you probably made it to the theater even when you're in school. Well, let me
0: hear. Let's do this. We'll play a fun game here. We'll read off the top 10 highest grossing films from those years. Let's see which ones you've seen. Okay. Chronicles of Narnia. Ready? Here we go. Yeah. 2003. Uh Uh-huh. Return of the King, Lord of the Rings.
2: Yes, but I didn't see that until 2008 because I was too busy. Shit, dude. I know. Finding Nemo. Oh, I didn't see that until like two thousand six. Matrix
0: Reloaded was that the third one, or is Revolution's the last one? I actually don't fucking. I know. don't
2: remember. Pirates
0: I was still of in Caribbean? high school when
2: I saw the second one. Um. Yeah, I think I saw that one that year. Bruce Almighty. No.
0: Terminator Ooh. Three: Rise of the Machines. <laughs> I didn't is that see that. The one highest grossing movie. That. Damn, I didn't see that one oh, for actually, a while. Matrix Revolutions came out the same year as Matrix Reloaded, which is wild because you can't imagine that happening these days. Well, I, I, I
2: think I think the second one came out in May and I was graduating high school and the third one came out in November or something of that year. And I just I I didn't. Well, at first, I didn't have a way to drive to the theater. So cut that one out. But I was just too busy, like playing
0: Counter-Strike in college, I guess. I don't know. What about X2, a.k.a. X-Men 2, which I still can't believe that's well, what the movie's called or Bad Boys 2. X 2 wasn't that bad
2: i didn't see any of those until i was close to graduating school like I, I just didn't go see these movies in the theater that year it's wild
0: all right i'm gonna skip ahead to 2007 then closer to when you okay. graduated pirates of the caribbean at world's end i don't i didn't see that one in theater harry yeah. potter
2: order of the phoenix i didn't see that one in theater spider-man 3 I saw that one in theater, and I regret that decision. That's one, That one sucked. <laughs> These are not
0: a lot of good movies, actually. Top 10 of 2007. Mm. Shrek the Third. No, I I haven't seen Shrek the Third. It's my favorite Tim and Eric long play skit. <laughs> I hyping Shrek the Third. The original Transformers, which I will, I will take this to my grave. I don't hate the original Transformers. No, it wasn't bad. I,
2: I didn't see that until it was on, not on demand, but I think I rented it. I think it was on the dying days of Blockbuster ratatouille i did see that one in theaters because that that one came out after i graduated college and i was in chicago at the time so i did see ratatouille in theaters it was down in um that theater that's uh never mind don't worry about that i don't know where it was Chicago. i was trying to relate to our chicago listeners sorry i like to throw out random locations M- makes them feel special the simpsons movie yeah but i i already graduated at that point was doing nothing oh, okay. with my life. So. And then
0: the last two, National Treasure, Book of Secrets, and 300.
2: Uh, yeah, see, I I didn't see 300 in theaters, and I didn't see National Treasure in theaters. I actually can't remember if I've even seen Book of, Book of Secrets or not. They just all blend Ooh. in with each other. What they, they steal in that one, the Book of Secrets?
0: The Book of Secrets, and then you don't even get to see what's in the Book of Secrets,
2: which is just disappointing. <laughs> what if it was just the words that said National Treasure? It's just like this <laughs> yeah. repeating loop.
0: Okay, so yeah, that's that's interesting. Movies we've never seen. Though Trail sounds like he had a pretty dark time there where movies just weren't in his life. It was it was hard for me to get to a movie in undergrad,
2: man. Like class yeah, schedule. And then by the time weekends popped up, you wanted to spend your time like tailgating or going to the bars or doing anything but like sitting in a dark room for two hours. It's more appealing when you're a, an adult. The the, the the issue with college and doing anything is college is like, I didn't like going in the gym in college because there's always more fun stuff I could be doing. Now I don't mind going to the gym because it's the most fun I have all week.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. We'll, ro- we'll roll off that depressing comment into this next question. <laughs> hey, why do you this, – this, this is kind of calling us out, though I don't think we're going to have a hard time backing this one up. Why do you refuse to acknowledge the Dark Knight trilogy when talking about DC? And then it also goes into mention that we hype up Marvel movies and, and trash DC. I, I will start off with this. The Dark Knight trilogy has nothing to do with the DCEU. We trashed the DC Extended Universe, which is from Superman, Man of Steel, up until now. The Dark Knight trilogy is fantastic. Fantastic. And the Dark Knight itself is better than any Marvel movie ever released, in my opinion. Oh, yeah. With that said, it has nothing to do with the DCEU. So we're we're trashing current DC. That was Christopher Nolan, let's be honest. Can Christopher Nolan really took DC and stripped a lot of things away. Nothing in the DC Dark Knight trilogy had anything to do with superpowers. He did not make anything with superpowers in that movie. There was some crazy strength with, like, Bane, but there was no superpowers or were no superpowers in those three movies. So it's just not really relatable to the DCEU at all. I mean, it isn't. It has nothing to do with it whatsoever.
2: Yeah. Look, I, and I'll give my props to the DCEU. I didn't hate Justice League and I liked Wonder Woman. I think we gave Justice League all a pretty good score. I think it was still disappointing because it was their chance to maybe make a really good movie. The, the, the issue goes back to what Jeff's saying is when you compare the Marvel Extended Universe, they have done a pretty good job of tying it all together um the knock against marvel and i'll say it is it's formulaic but i'll compare it to mcdonald's like i have a million times it's formulaic to a point where it works like i know mcdonald's is trash i'll still go see it eat it whatever i'll go look at mcdonald's um so going back to the dc eu is they just have not been able to connect these movies in any meaningful way um and that means the dark knight just exists in its own universe so you know, props to DC for allowing Christopher Nolan to make that movie. The Dark Knight is the best comic book movie ever made by a wide margin, in my opinion. Um, but it's not what I would consider to be a DC movie in terms of like the current landscape. But it's a good point to make. I think there's a lot of DC hate going around. I think that's fine. I think it's less to do with DC and more about the people who have been in charge with writing the projects
1: yeah whoever's in charge of their creative design and production and everything just does not understand how to connect a movie like Marvel does, and that's probably one of Marvel's greatest strengths is their ability to bring everything together like you were saying that's it's not necessarily they're the best written movies or they're the best shot movies It's not like they're even comparable really to Dark Knight because Dark Knight is so much better on its in their own trilogy universe or whatever, regardless of what you think of Batman begins, but like they just they they first of all. Dark Knight's just not connected. It's not connected to DCU like Jeff was saying, so you can't even compare it into the rest of the DC universe now, and you it's you, you can't really say like it's it's a knock against Avengers. Avengers on its own compared to DCU is just so much better, far and away on every single aspect that they of the what they do. So I just, it's not that we hate DC. This is something we say all the time is that we want DC to make good movies. Cause if they make good movies, it's more enjoyable for us. It's lose, lose when they make these garbage films. Like we want them to be good. It's we're, yep. we're not, we don't want them to fail.
2: And Walt Disney, uh former employer, Jeff is probably in my mind, the most well-run company in the, the history of the world. Um, yep. They operate multiple business lines from the studios to theme parks, to cruise lines, to retail, and they all do it really well. And it's all based on the strict locus of control. They are very careful about their intellectual property and what they do with it and careful about planning it out for two years, three years, four years, five years down the line. And yeah, they, they came in when the Marvel movies have already launched, but I do think their guidance has helped benefit them to some extent in terms of setting up this gigantic universe and being very consistent and deliberate with what they're going after. That being said, the downfall to that is they're formulaic. Now, you may not like that. I'm a simple man. I happen to like that. I know what I'm going to get when I go into the movie every time. And that's part of the reason I like Black Panther, is a little bit different than uh, some of the other Marvel movies, because you, you have your own standalone thing now where they've all just been smorgasbords of multiple characters.
0: Yeah uh that's absolutely spot on i think and it's curious to see if you know warner brothers keeps dc and the dc eu and if it moves somewhere else because it it might depending on how it works and how it goes over these next few movies because i i'm still not sure what they're doing with it. nobody is you know there's rumors of them rebooting it there's rumors that aquaman's great now you have the Kristen wig thing which people are kind of on the fence about so there's still a lot out there that could either go really great for dc or could really sink it could sink it really hard so We'll have to see. Next question. Biggest movie letdowns that had good slash great trailers? And our buddy Robbie Fox actually did an article on this and sparked some debate and thoughts on this. Two I'll name off real quick. Watchmen, one of the better trailers of all time. An okay movie. I didn't love it, but it didn't hit the trailer at all. It didn't live up to what the trailer was. And The Phantom Menace. I mean, The Phantom Menace is known for being potentially the biggest great trailer to bad movie letdown of all time. Because the trailer was amazing. There wasn't much dialogue. You had the moment where he's like, Anakin Skywalker, meet Obi-Wan Kenobi. Then you had pod racing. It was fast. It was exciting. Even the Gungans look cool. And then you fucking see the movie and you meet Jar Jar Banks And it's just a big steaming pile of shit. So for me, it's probably Phantom Menace number one. Yeah, I got to think about
2: that. That's a really good question. Because Phantom Menace would be up on my list. I'm super hyped for that. Tron Legacy? might put it there yeah i think because the trailer oh. for tron legacy was super cool and i didn't hate tron legacy but it it wasn't i felt like the movie was going to be a lot cooler than it actually was based upon the trailer um, i'm trying to think of some other ones it, it, it's hard it's hard to have any examples that go back further than the last 10 years because when youtube launched and the internet started making streaming video the primary source of content almost trailers have become their own art form to some sense um before that trailers were something you got off of a vhs tape at blockbuster that you just fast forwarded through and always had that same guy narrating it this summer
1: yeah exactly
2: that's the same fucking
1: dude. Um, the two I can think of recently, I can't go back that far because like Joel was saying, it was better when it was more in the YouTube age when you could just rattle off a thousand trailers in a row. Um, it comes at night. is was a movie I liked. I didn't like it as much as the trailer hyped it up to be. It was a really cool. Trailer, Yeah, yet. a lot of people have
0: been
2: saying that. Yep. Yeah, ooh, so I would ooh, say ooh, that. Ooh. What's that? I got another one. I'm sorry. It just it just hit me. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. Prometheus is probably my oh, number yeah. one. Oh yeah,
1: yeah, Prome- like call.
2: I just joined that like Prometheus, the movie. I want to say it sucked, but it kind of sucked. The trailer was like, I need to fucking see this movie on day one to find out more about these these aliens and where they came from.
1: Yeah, I would say that and maybe it from last year too, because it it's hard <laughs> to hype me up for a horror movie, and I just was not into it. The actual
0: movie compared to the trailer. I'm trying to think of some other ones. I like the Tron one. That's a good pick. Oh man. There, there, there's a lot. And there's a lot of bad trailers that end up being pretty decent movies, too. There's some things that you see and you're like, wow, I didn't really give a shit about that trailer. Iron Man 3 is another one that comes to mind because they kind of pulled the rug up from underneath you because they teased this Mandarin character. And it's a famous, very famous Marvel villain Then it was some fucking British guy. Ben Kingsley playing some British guy. <laughs> I mean, was, British guy? Very, that was very so disappointing. stupid.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, that was that was a bummer. That's a good question, though. I I've always wanted to do a segment on that, but it's tough because trailers are so visual. So maybe one day if we have a site to put some what? content on, which does lead into my next question. So somebody said in Seinfeld voice, what's the deal with the LCP website? Is it up? Is it down? Huh. <laughs> uh, what's still the deal yet. with Lights, Camera, Podcast? Nothing yet. But uh, all I'll say is still some things coming down the pipeline. It'll make sense soon. So there's that. But when we do have a website, we'll, we'll do a movie trailer thing because it is really interesting. It's a great question. Because there's so many instances where that's the case, where you think the trailer's amazing, and then you watch the movie, and it's just knock. I mean, Avengers, Age of Ultron's one of those. I don't really love Age of Ultron that much. And that trailer was great. It was badass. There was a new theme, and then the movie was just okay. It was just robot James Spader.
1: I like James Spader. I've been on a James Spader
2: binge. I know. You guys are well Lizzie. aware of. Lizzie. We got to check off a number, another name off the blacklist. <laughs> number 753 his name is the Boilermaker Carp Blarf and he is an international arms dealer that must be taken down
0: was you the Boilermaker the guy that made people fall into a tub and their bodies just disintegrate no that was a Stewmaker. maker that's that, okay that <laughs> episode I I watched that show with my dad for a little while and then when I moved to New York I just stopped watching TV for some reason like I stopped watching Brooklyn Nine-Nine and the Blacklist but we were into that show for a few episodes, and that's one of the first few. And after that one, we were like, eh, that was pretty fucking gross. I don't, <laughs> I don't know about that one. That was pretty brutal.
2: The first season was, was great. I'll, I'll say that. Yeah. Then it, then it lost my interest because it became, it, it, it didn't have where to go. It became too weird. And they like fake killed off Lizzie, and I don't know. Oh, come on, dude. I'm just finished season one. Oh, really? Sorry.
1: <laughs> fucking asshole. It's been my Subway show. I've been downloading the episodes on Netflix and watching it on my, like, i commute i've been all over it oh lizzie you g man this is why you've been chasing me while i was eating gazpacho in Ibiza. like it's the same thing every single episode and i still fucking eat it all up
2: i do like how james spader plays a character who's like the most dangerous man in the world and he's just this yeah. fedora wearing dork
1: <laughs> the ladies were so <laughs> dude season two like that second episode they have a scene where he's in a fedora shop getting a custom made for doors made. I wanted to quit right there, but I
0: couldn't stop. Now you you're, you're addicted to the blacklist. That's for sure. Next question. Who is the best actor in Hollywood? Actually, the question was, who's not? Oh, that's wrong. I read that wrong. Who is the best character actor in the business? Hmm. That was going to be Ryan Gosling for me anyway, but who's the best character actor in the business? That's, that's tough. a tough question. Best
2: character actor. My mind goes to J.K. Simmons. Yeah. But that might not yeah. be the real answer. The the reason I say that is because he's just in so much stuff, but he doesn't really play. Is he a character actor? Or is he not a character actor? Because he always somewhat plays a variation of J.K. Simmons. When I think of a character actor, I think of.
0: Uh, maybe Michael Shannon. Maybe. Michael I Shannon. Like- I, I think Paul Giamatti comes at the top of my yes, mind. Yes, that's who I think
2: uh, of. Like Someone could just morph into different things. Tucci Paul means. Giamatti's up there.
0: Now, obviously, he had Capote, but the best character actor of all time, to me, is Philip Seymour Hoffman. Yeah, <laughs> yes. damn, man. P and peace. Which is really sad because I, I forget how recent his death was because i was looking at some oscars videos just a few weeks ago before the oscars like past winners and, or monologues and during a monologue a recent one you see philip seymour hoffman laughing and i'm like damn he really didn't die that long ago and then i forgot he was in the last hunger games movie I'm like yeah. holy shit that was really recent that's yeah he he's he's a he's it a good was, we named a couple yeah there's a wasn't couple it really like good ones
2: super bowl sunday when the seahawks and the broncos played
0: I know it was right before I moved to New York, and that was in 2014. Yeah. And that was at Super Bowl. So yeah, that would make yeah. sense. John C. Riley's another one. Mm, yeah, good call.
2: There. But I now now and to be fair, I'm looking at a list of character actors, so <laughs> that was off the top of my head. I'm I'm kind of cheating here. But I, I want to give these guys their props. Paul G. Monty's great. Do you guys like the movie Sideways? Yeah, I like Sideways. I, I, I liked mean, it. Man. It it was
0: overhyped but it still was a good movie. I, I like Paul G. Money a lot. I, Paul I like, like Thomas Except Hayden. Church three. Cool. Yeah. Thomas Hayden church. Yeah. He's good. All right. That, that, that's your character answer. Character actor answer. Here's another question. I like this one a lot. Do you think there is a difference between best and favorite when it comes to movies? I say yes. yes a very profound. Yes.
1: Yes, obviously. We I, mean, I think we've been over this a ton of times to the point where this shouldn't even be a question.
0: Well, okay, well, don't dunk on the guy that asked, or, guy yeah, or a guy that asked me, male or female, hey, like, ask the question. Please submit your question so Ken Jack can be a total ass to you. Don't
2: dumb <laughs> there is such things as dumb questions for podcasts.
0: Yeah, I mean, fa- I, I like that question because I always like saying that, though. I, There's a difference between favorite and best. I don't think Ocean's Eleven's one of the best movies of all time, but it will always be on my top five favorite list. Always. Yeah. I mean, best... And
2: It is hard to to come up with best because it's still very subjective. But I, I think with best, you try to take more of an objective angle to something and appreciate everything that went into it and everything behind it. I think with favorite, you're held to a less stringent explanation because all you can say is, I just really like that. That My, is Trill Ballins explain Shit, one-on-one. No,
0: that's, that's a good point. And I guess if you want to rattle off your five, let's do it. Somebody asked this. And, and, and we'll do a, a more extensive favorite. But okay. off the top of your head, what would be your five favorite movies? It's tough for me to pick a fifth. I actually posted this on Reddit recently because I think somebody had a top five movies of all time, like favorite. Empire Strikes Back, Back to the Future, Toy Story, Ocean's Eleven. And then for me, I think the fifth changes in and out. Right now, I have to put it on some of these recent movies. The Departed, Blade Runner 2049, Mad Max, or La La Land. I don't know which one i picked pick for five. But those other four are always going to be four. Those are always going to be my one through four. Empire Strikes Back, Back to the Future, Ocean's Eleven, Toy Story. I think the fifth for me is where it gets hard. And we'll do an extensive top ten list. That one is one where we're going to have to determine the date we do it and then think about it for a few weeks. Because it's just not an easy question. That's one of the hardest questions anyone can ask you. I remember back in high school, we had a teacher who said, oh, a great icebreaker is always, what are your top three favorite movies? That is not an easy question
2: yeah that is, I um that is an
0: incredibly hard question. That's a bad icebreaker because I would be sitting there thinking about it like trying to figure out that fifth
2: yeah I, I can only come up with three off the top of my head and that's Empire Strikes Back um and I don't even have these at number one then um Silence of the Lambs in my opinion is almost about as perfect of a movie as you can get. and then the third one is um I'm trying to remember. I'm a sucker for Shawshank Redemption. And just, I think that is, that's, that's a great movie, but the other two, I can rotate in and out.
1: I think the top five off the top of my head in no particular order would be guardians, obviously uh, gladiators up there. Empire strikes back blade runner Thor Ragnarok. I think I've watched like a thousand times at this point. So it might even, that might break my top five, but it's just,
2: again, for favorite lists, I go you into like, rewatchability a lot for that. You got like 150 years of movies, 90 years of the Oscars, and you pick and I'm all on like the last like, 20, like 20, <laughs> 20 years. Thor Ragnarok in your top five. Um, it's yeah, it's a tough question. A million times I don't know. I I don't like best of lists that are all time because it, it, it's so hard to pit it's hard things up against each other. It, a lot of a lot of your perception of movies comes from like when you watch them at what time in life you watched them. Right. So, Oh yeah. The most impactful movie for me when I was 10 years old was the Lion King. But when I go back when I'm 33, I'm not going to tell you the Lion King's in my top five, but at that point in my life, it was my number one through five. Um So having a list is like it, it, your taste could change five years from now. Something could have been more meaningful from you for you when you were, Struggling to make money when you're twenty one fresh out of college than it would be when you have a kid and a wife when you're thirty eight it it's a tough question
0: well that's why for you trill you used to think clerk's was your favorite movie i <laughs> think that um I'm trying to think of what's a good one what's a good example love actually is your favorite movie i don't know exactly
2: <laughs> actually mulretz is i would have tell- told you when I was like 11 or 12 Mulrats was up there for my favorite movies it's the perfect juvenile movies plus you get a little bit of boob action on screen if you're 12 it's just
0: it's the perfect mixture uh we'll answer a couple more for each of you who would be your dream guest to come on the podcast dream guest fuck that's a good question shit so I so some people said besides the obvious Ryan Gosling and Brendan Fraser. By the way, somebody for the questions just said Brendan Fraser question mark about 40 50 times. <laughs> I'm assuming that's the same person that spammed us with the Victoria and Abdul vote. So thanks again for making our lives difficult there. But a good troll. I appreciate the troll. Hey,
2: Jeff, this is probably your answer. I don't want to take it, but it's it's honestly probably Mark Hamill. Mm-hmm. Um because I And when when you think about dream guests and you think about interviewing people and Jeff, you obviously have a lot more experience than I do. There's a lot of interviews. I think you could talk to Ryan Gosling today and it wouldn't be that interesting just because he doesn't want to give that much away or talk that much about his personal life or talk that much about his career. But with someone like Mark Hamill, who, you know, he's he's in the he's in the fourth quarter of his career. I mean, not saying he doesn't have great work that's ahead of him, but I think he's in a position to be a lot more honest about things. And he's had such a really interesting career. He's the poster boy for the most successful film franchise in history. He had an unexpected resurgence when they brought back Star Wars. He's had to deal with fallouts over a lot of people not liking this new Star Wars. He's had to deal with questions over people not liking that. And then, oh, yeah. In between times where he wasn't known as Luke Skywalker, he's also had a second career as a voice actor. I I, I don't think there's anyone that is more interesting that I can think of that would also be willing to talk about stuff candidly than Mark Hamill.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, for I think sure. I, I think I would have like three, maybe one The Rock. I'm not sure if I'd have my number one overall, but The Rock would definitely be on my list. Um, maybe Kathleen Kennedy or JJ Abrams, because they just have so much insider information. Uh, Bob Iger also would be a great it's interviewer. That
0: information that they would not share with us. They wouldn't give oh, us one fucking nugget.
1: Never, but this is a hypothetical situation in which they would yeah. tell us everything. So obviously I would pick J. James or Kathleen Kennedy or Bob Iger in that case because he would have all of it. Um, I think The Rock might be in the realm of reality the best just because he's the funniest.
0: Yeah, The Rock would be pretty good. For me, it's somebody who could really dive into... The deep details of movie like Quentin Tarantino is somebody I find incredibly interesting, and he says some controversial things in interviews, but that's just who he is. I mean, that's why he's successful. I would like to talk to him about movies and just get some really interesting opinions and takes from him on various things. Someone like Jennifer Lawrence as well. Someone who's just really open and candid. Somebody that you can ask really anything to, and they're going to give an answer. I think that's the type of person I'd love to interview. I, I think Gosling is a little more reserved, but he's fun. So obviously, I'd love to talk to Ryan Gosling. But somebody in that respect, uh, Quentin Tarantino or like Jennifer Lawrence, who will speak their mind. They're, you know, they're not going to come in and hold back. They're going to they're gonna answer a candid question or answer something that's a little out there for sure. And let me just say this. It's going to happen. We are going to interview people. It's uh, a guarantee from right here. When we do, these are going to be the best interviews. I'm just letting you know. Not like 60 minute <laughs> interviews, but we're going to fucking crush these. I'm just. I have incredible confidence in our ability to interview some of the actors and actresses because we're going to give out some great fucking questions. We're going to take questions just from just listeners. Throwing them in a wheelbarrow right now. I'm just. I'm just letting you know right now. You, you will not have to worry about any interviews not being great unless they the interviewee doesn't bring it. But you know what? We're going to answer. We're going to ask questions that don't always get asked there's some great interviewers out there for actors and actresses but i feel like they get so many kitschy corny questions that i, that I don't like there's one guy on twitter kevin mccarthy he's a movie critic and he's in dc and he's actually a pretty good follow and he asks really great questions and I, I wish he had a bigger platform for them and that was the type of questions i want to ask i just want to ask some good stuff so, you know i want to get people's opinions who are in movies on people who trash movies, you know, say bad things or just, you know, various small roles or things they like to see. So we'll, uh, we'll bring it. Don't worry about that. When we get our dream guests on, especially the, the three hour sit down, the frost Nixon between Troboans and Brendan Fraser.
2: I would love to interview Brendan Fraser, especially after that GQ article. Um, because it, it, it sounds like he's gone through a lot. And I think it's interesting to, I feel like a lot of interviews miss this and, in it's gotten better. And that's why I like the profiles like GQ. But if you think about a, a traditional interview, it's like at a press junket, you get 15 minutes and you sit down and it's like, oh, uh, Hey Ryan, what was, what was working with, uh, uh, Amanda Bynes like, and he's like, Oh, you know, it's great. I loved it. You know, very professional, so on and so forth. But you forget that, you know, the folks, the actors, the actresses, the directors are all individuals too. And, You know, they all have their own story behind their career. And Hollywood's a fucking meat grinder, dude. Uh, They glamorize Hollywood so much. But, you know, yeah, it's nice to be really wealthy. And it might be nice to be famous, but it's tough. It's tough to be in that
0: spotlight. All right. Here's a question that Ken Jack, I don't know. You kind of went in on the listener who asked the other one. So you may find this stupid because I don't think this is an a particularly hard thing to debate between would you rather be nominated and lose 10 consecutive oscars or win an oscar for your first movie but never be nominated again i think you just got to win one look at leonardo dicaprio years of nominations one oscar just give me one you know know. people say with with sports banners fly forever you got that gold statue once that's all i mean it's all you need right I'm trying to think
1: about it in comparison to our boy John Williams, though, who has like 50 billion nominations and like one win. So it's tough.
0: He has like five or six. That, see, that mm. I would hate. I, I think that I would hate to have like five or six and know you're good enough to win and then lose like 50 times. That would be incredibly frustrating. Because once you hit like two or three, I feel like you're like, okay, I'm going to start racking these up. And then you get like 60 nominations and you win 10% of them. That would be disappointing.
2: You know, I'm going to take the contrarian opinion here and say I'd rather be the guy who's nominated 10 times and never won one rather than just win one and never be. I I think it is two sides of the road you can take here. One is that having that Oscar winner attached to your name is extremely bankable. But there's also the American Idol runner-up effect where if you start to be known as the guy who doesn't get enough respect as a scrappy underdog, I think you get a lot of love that way. And everyone's like, oh my God, why didn't he win an Oscar? He should win an Oscar. I don't think that's a bad position to be in. Because ultimately, as we've seen this year, some of the choices they make sometimes with the Oscars doesn't always mean you're the best. But I think if you're up there 10 times and you get shut out, I I don't think that's an indictment on you. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, Jeff
0: actually has an Emmy. So let's ask him like how that that feels. You know, oh yeah, I hope the, I hope you, the Academy you, of Arts and Sciences, or whatever it is, the Emmy Board votes GMA one more time because I only get one more nomination under my belt come spring. <laughs> but uh, here's my question for you: Let, Let's test this out a little bit. Do you know who Gene Duardin is? No, that's a loaded
2: question. You kn- you knew I did not yeah. know that going into that question, so now okay, I'm so
0: offended. that's that's the guy to- who
2: won. You're trying to own
0: best actor for the artist. The guy Uh who won best actor for the artist. So I guess that's actually this question is better than I thought it was. I apologize. He won an Oscar, but does anyone really know who he is? Does anyone remember that? Maybe in France. But if he was nominated 10 times.
2: Yeah, he'd be the guy who lost a bunch of Oscars. And I think there's a beauty in being the
0: guy who lost a bunch of Oscars. It's a good question. That's a really good question, actually, when you think about it that way. I I thought about it the wrong way when I said Leo, because Leo, everyone knows Leo. So, yeah. Hey, if you get enough L's, you can assemble the L's to make a W. (laughs) It's a great quote. Yeah, that's that's, that's very, very good, Trill. Okay, we'll do two more. Actually, we'll do three more, because the last one's a pretty quick one, and I think Trill will have a good answer. If you could own any vehicle from any movie, what would it be? Ooh. For me, it's a DeLorean from Back to the Future. That's the ultimate power move. Are we counting spaceships? Any vehicle, yeah. The the DeLorean, you can go go back in time. Yeah, but you can't go back in time with the Falcon. That's why I'm not picking it. You can't go ahead in time. Good, I'm not tearing up. I would have gone gone back in (laughs) time. I would have gone back in time and bet on UMBC and not lost my 30 parlays this weekend during the tournament. (laughs) So you pick the Falcon, I got the Delorean. Trill. I was gonna pick a fucking G wagon. No, <laughs> he, he wants the he wants the station wagon from Vacation. I'm I'm thinking through this. Uh, can I give you two answers, or did you just yeah, you want, can one answer. This is like this is the informal podcast. You can give us two. Okay,
2: so my answer for like maybe a car I would actually drive every now and then it would be the '68 Mustang from Bullet in ooh, the forest ooh, green color because yeah. i think that's badass as hell but any vehicle i would want that original 1990s keaton 1989 keaton batmobile because i just want to be driving down the street and someone <laughs> be like that motherfucker's driving the batmobile it's visual it's- to go
1: to space this is bonkers to me
2: i mean, see i'm thinking of it i'm thinking of it in the lens of practicality i'm taking out the spaceships because spaceships don't actually exist spaceships do exist my friend you're at nasa those aren't spaceships. The, the,
0: those space are still.
2: Yeah, they're a shuttle and, and they, they get up to space using rockets, right? And so if you just got the spaceship without any rockets or any propulsion mechanism to get you up into space, you just have oh. this gigantic fucking lawn ornament. Presumably the Falcon has some sort of repulsor engine. So there is a propulsion system on mm. it. Tell me about this. Tell me more about this vehicle that nobody can fly in yet that you want. <laughs> You picked a fucking Batmobile. The Batmobile doesn't exist either. It, it, it most certainly does exist. It is, it is either owned or in a museum to this day.
1: Yeah, but as far as the effects that it has, like the traps and shit that it can fire out, like, no, I don't even works. want the traps, dude. You don't you need the traps to drive it. It. So you just want, like, the Beauty Muscles version of the Batmobile that
2: doesn't do anything? Bro, could you imagine this? You're in New York City. It's, it's 1230 a.m. You're trying to get inside. What, what's the hottest nightclub in New York City?
1: You're asking the wrong people.
2: Okay, let's just let's just call it like let's call it Club Live. I don't even know if Club Live is in New York City. I, I know it's in That's
0: Vegas. Just, yeah, it's Miami. Okay, well, whatever. Maybe there might be one in Vegas, but I'm not aware of that. Okay. You roll up to the valet with the Batmobile. All those people
2: standing in line get to see you. Pull into the valet with the Batmobile and you just throw over the Batmobile keys to the dude in the red vest and he takes your Batmobile and stashes it somewhere. Tell me that feeling wouldn't be worth owning the Batmobile. Do you think anybody
1: number one is over 30 in that club and anyone under 30 is going to know what the 19 the Keaton Batmobile looks like?
2: I think I think they would know that that was the Batmobile. Yes, It has has a a very distinct Batmobile look. I don't know if know if it's the Batman logo on it or the giant wings on the back that look like a bat, but something would tip them off that it was the Batmobile.
0: No one's gonna be and like the
2: Keaton Batmobile, not just a Batmobile. It's
1: obviously a Batmobile. What? I'm saying no why would why would I Keaton. want any other Batmobile that isn't the Keaton Batmobile?
2: The, the tank one was so much cooler. The one in Dark Knight that was. But that doesn't oh, look like no. the Batmobile. That's one that no. that's actually literally one that you would, would not know that that, that was a it, Batmobile. It not only is it a
1: tank, but it like it also turns into a motorcycle. So you get two cars out of it for one for the price. But of you one. just said
2: you're stripping away all the functionality. So what is it, Ken Jack?
1: I don't want to strip away the functionality. So, I, if I could choose, in your I would scenario, the in your one.
2: scenario, you get full functionality, but in my scenario, I don't get a working Batmobile. Jeff, this is this is ridiculous. I have used a strawman in this argument started. to own him. You said, you said it does <laughs> exist,
1: and I said it doesn't have the functionality. The, my name, Falcon, certainly does not exist. But if it did, it would
0: have the functionality.
2: So, fuck you. Owned again. Jeff, you can actually buy
0: a Delorean, though, right? Like yeah. you could literally go oh, and yeah, find could, a DeLorean. I could buy a DeLorean. I mean, mine, if, if you're going to rip on the Falcon, mine is the same reason to rip on it. I want the DeLorean for the time traveling aspect. So mine, yeah. Okay. Not, but I admit mine's so, not practical. So
2: you want like an actual like vehicle, like with the movie functionality. And, and I'm just looking for a prop yeah. vehicle. So my, the way I answered it was what prop would you want? <laughs> Which is the question that was already answered on this really podcast. That,
1: yeah.
2: <laughs> Maybe I am maybe I am the one who is in the wrong here, and I should apologize to Ken Jack, but I
0: won't good. If you search Keaton Batmobile, there's just so many examples of people driving replica Keaton Batmobiles. Yeah, and everyone probably thinks they're fucking losers. (laughs) Yeah, probably. Well, well, this is going to have to be a clip on Twitter to get some opinions and thoughts from this will probably be a Reddit thread. What other vehicles are there that are cool, though? Well, like movie cars or
2: like in just in general? I I think I think the Delorean's probably the most well-known movie vehicle. It's in Ready Player One. Yeah, you don't see the Millennium
0: Falcon in there. Now, that probably has something to do with licensing rights, but no, it actually might be in there. It might be in Player One. Apparently Spielberg got all the rights to some Star Wars stuff, but he only wanted to do older Star Wars stuff because he thinks that the newer stuff doesn't fit in the movie. Which is the case for any reference, because all the references are older references. Dude, how, how pissed do you
2: think George Lucas is now that he's just left out in the cold with this shit? <laughs> yeah. Like, his buddy Spielberg wants to put the fucking Millennium Falcon in it. And if, if Lucas still owned all this Star Wars stuff, like the Ready Player One sidekick would be Chewbacca. Uh, all this Star Wars shit would be all over Ready Player One. But now he has to go through the mouse to get approval for this shit. Would you want the Speed Racer car? I feel like you were a Speed Racer person. Am I wrong on that? The speed rate, the Mach Five, the Mach Five is yeah. pretty dope. It's a pretty dope what car. About, the movie. What about Kit? Ooh yeah. Ooh. Oh, we're getting <laughs> into it. Yeah. What about? I don't Kit? know, but it, it, the, it, the it, Kit's like what? Just a Trans Am? I think that it's like yeah, basically. And it, so it's you. just yeah, but yeah, I, get, I just take Alexa, just plug Alexa into my cigarette charger, and I got the same thing <laughs> pretty much as Kit. Like technology is wonderful. What about, what about the car from the
1: the titular car from the movie Cars? Just an animated speaking so,
2: car. So, if, if a if a human got into Lightning McQueen, like would he would he Ooh. feel it? <laughs> Not if it was you. Oh.
0: Like, would, he, well, would You can uh, <laughs> you you can, you can ride cars cars at Disneyland. That's true. Yeah, that's you true. You can also do. So, this is coming to Disney World. You can do this in Disneyland, Shanghai, I believe. Light bikes from Tron. There's a light bike roller coaster. And it's like that's you awesome. sit in a light bike. Looks fucking badass. So I'm looking at a list now of a couple movie vehicles. Let I me mean, name off two that stuck out. One, they put the helicarrier from the Avengers. That seems incredibly not practical at all. Yeah. That's, I mean, well, that's an entire helicarrier. That's a bit much.
1: Well, think about it this way. The helicarriers do not need to land. Remember they say that in the Winter Soldier? Like they don't need to land whatsoever. So I guess part of it, you'd get like the Quinjets with it. So like the, the helicarrier just stays in the air nonstop. And you can just take a Quinjet back and forth as like a shuttle. I guess that would be the idea.
0: The last one on this list is Optimus Prime. (laughs) Fuck that, dude. You just died. I don't think that really counts. I don't think getting the vehicle of the Transformers really counts. I don't like that one. Neither do I. I. Another one that I can't name
2: a specific movie, but I'm sure it's been in tons of movies, is the Jeep Wagoneer with the Woody with the wood side panels. Having one of oh, those it would be pretty sick. And then also the Toyota fanboy in me would want that sick super. generation five or six. I forget. Maybe four. I don't know the generation. Super from Fast and the Furious. Yeah. Even though I don't I don't like that obnoxious orange color. I would, want that, I would want that in white. I'm a big white car guy. Maybe the Mini Cooper from Italian Job, too. I like those Mini Coopers,
1: dude. I would just like the dried one. I don't want to own it, but I'd love to drive it. Like the old Mini Coopers from
0: the original yeah. one you yeah. No, 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 yeah, those, no, no. The
1: new ones, the 2005 whatever one. I like those ones.
0: Uh, I I've heard. Many I just want a Tesla. Just just give me a Tesla and then <laughs> I'm happy. Are you a Tesla guy? You like the Teslas? You I've driven like a, a Tesla and I I hated a Tesla until I drove one and it's the cra- It's it's weird. Did you the ludicrous mode? <laughs> yeah, I did. Oh, did you? I he- I hear that feels like
2: you're dying. Like it's like a feeling of I'm gonna die, just because the acceleration is so quick.
0: You just—it's really weird to drive that car. Like my friend's grandfather had one, or has one, and we we tried it out. And he's like, "We have to go somewhere where there's like a clear open road at first, because it can catch you by surprise how quick it accelerates." Yeah. yeah, I'm a I'm a big Tesla fan, which I'm I'm not going to own a Tesla, but just that. All right, the last if two they, here. No, go ahead.
2: If they go ever made comment. if they ever made a proper Tesla SUV. Like, not the crossover one now they have, but like a a truck-ish type vehicle, I'd be all over that. They have no torque, but whatever. Defeats the entire purpose of it.
0: Elon Musk sponsored the pod. (laughs) Give me a fucking flamethrower. Did you you guys order your flamethrower? (laughs) Not Uh, yet. No. No. Mm. Last two here. This is a quick one. Just name them off the top of your head. We don't have to get too far into this one. What Marvel movies do I need to see to prep for the new Avengers? <laughs> I would say everyone except for yeah. the first Incredible Hulk and Iron Man 3. Iron Man 3 does tie in a little bit, but it's a little too out there, and I don't think it ties in that much. Extremis, let's, does that have any effect of it or no? Let, or let's Iron do
2: Legion? Let's do two a little two bit, answers. Yeah. What movies should you see and what movies can you see? So what what are the ones you should see to do it? And what are the ones you can get by in the bare minimum? Because I think by bare minimum, you could see none of them, <laughs> and probably yeah.
0: be okay going into the movie.
2: I think you're going to get. But if you it want to quick. commit,
0: if you want to commit, I'm telling you, you honestly have to watch almost all of them. The you know, yeah. the easiest ones to get rid of would be Incredible Hulk because it, the Hulk changes over and. And even General Ross, he shows up in Civil War. It doesn't really matter. And then the third Iron Man, you're right, the Iron Legion has a little connection, but the third Iron Man doesn't connect all that much. Everything else, for the most part, ties in pretty hard to the rest of the movies. Thor Ragnarok actually, I don't think, does tie in all that much, which is part of why it's so great. But for the most part, everything up until this year, really, everything up through Civil War, you should probably see all of those like it, it honestly ties in a ton and i think this movie's going to be loaded a lot with just references in and, and the whole infinity stone thing and knowing where they are I, yeah i it's a commitment it really is you can still enjoy the new avengers i mean we had uh trill wither's came on tyler came on and they granted it was ragnarok and i just said ragnarok doesn't tie in all that much he loved it so there's a chance you can go see that and love it and i'm sure it's the same case with black panther but black panther is kind of standalone too I, I would just say that that's my stuff. last comment on that if you want to commit start watching now get to it so how about we do this like pick five movies that you if you could only pick
1: five which five marvel movies would you pick to i I, watch? I couldn't do that I, I couldn't do that
2: well i think i can do that yeah um. This is non-chronological, too. So, guys, because I forget when they were released. But I think you could get by by seeing Captain America, Captain America Winter Soldier, Avengers 1, and Avengers Age of Ultron. And then any other Marvel movie in that i I'd say Guardians. No, see, I'd say Guardians 1.
0: But, no, see, see, I'm telling you, you can't just pick five because you already missed Civil War. And Civil War is one of the most important all. Okay. S- S- Civil War i I'm sorry, you can't. You can't, Civil pick, War is you can't five. just pick five. Civil War is five. No, five. No, I'd no, get, now I'd tell get rid me. of Captain. I'd get Captain America five. one.
1: I'd get rid of Captain America one. Put in Civil War and also add Guardians the Galaxy because that adds the Infinity Stone sort of like subtext and like gives
2: you some background on that. Also, some you guys been... realize by having this conversation, the histories of us having sexual intercourse are being erased like <laughs>
0: pictures from back <laughs> in the future. Well, first back of all, of the... first of all, I said I didn't want to get too into this, and we just got too into it. So my because I, I made there. you but, mad. No, my point is I know because you can't just pick five because Captain America One, what the fuck is that blue cube if you don't watch Captain America One? It makes no sense. I'm sorry, if you like really want to commit, I think there's there's I think the two answers are here. You either don't care and just enjoy them, but if you want to commit and understand them, this is literally for the one person asking this question, and he also has a similar question. If you want to commit, you just gotta fucking commit. Like, my girlfriend really wanted to get into these and watch these, and by that I mean I wanted her to get into these and watch these. Now she enjoys them. <laughs> but we watched all of them, all of them, over the span of two months, with the exception of Incredible Hulk and Iron Man 3. And I, I don't think i don't think understand as much as yeah not really yeah may yeah that's that's fair i think some of the newer ones you actually may not need but for the most part see see, we watched them leading up to spider-man actually that's where we did our marathon we did everything leading up to spider-man and i think most everything before that is tough i'm telling you you can't just pick five it's just you either got to fully commit or just if you haven't seen enough now just be like whatever i'm just i'll watch a couple to have fun and then i'll go see Infinity well War. actually i
2: take that back because you need to watch thor ragnarok because you need to trace the important plot device of why thor cut his hair true okay. that is a big pop point
0: <laughs> very <laughs> true <laughs> last question this, and this, is really, this is really just for you trill because you picked this guy for your sports team did coach gordon bombay get the softest dui sentence of all time
2: yeah absolutely well i don't know Who knows what's all what all is out there. I I think the look, he got a soft DUI sentence. But for me, the more questionable judgment is the organization of this hockey team, whatever governing body allowing this dude who got a DUI to coach their hockey team as punishment. That's a little weird. I don't know. I don't know too much about Gordon Bombay. Is there a Wikipedia page for him? Is there like a, a Ducks Wiki? That Wikimedia... There's a, there's a wiki for every movie. I feel like. I think Paul Van that, should take over for him? that is a pretty fucking
1: funny Paul, plot point. That's chicken. Yeah, Paul, Paul Van, Van Ass should take over for him. I think he was a field hockey coach, and not
2: a regular hockey coach. But let him. He got sacked, dude. Does. Paul Van Ass got sacked from India yeah, field hockey. Yeah, get him back and work. Pretty light DUI sentence. Are there other are other
0: like DUI sentences and movies that we know of? No, but it's isn't the sentence. The sentence in Tokyo Drift is one of my favorite ones, I think, because he doesn't he race cars and he causes tons of damage and like shit goes really bad for him. And then he somehow gets out of jail by being sent to Tokyo, where he also races fucking cars again. <laughs> Dude, fucking Paul Crew got in like a wreck and he got sent to jail for like life. <laughs> That's true. That's true. And then almost got shot and killed at the end of the movie. They, yeah. he had the, He had the sniper locked in on him because he went to go pick up the game ball.
1: Yeah, dude, that's like such a bad parallel to Gordon Bombay. Lucky
2: ass. All I remember from that movie is the quack quack chant. That's all I took away from that.
0: I just Googled softest DUI sentences movies and did not get anything useful <laughs> for this. So That sounds like an article for the LCP website. Yeah.
1: When's that coming up again?
0: <laughs> yeah. Folks. Fifth of February. <laughs> stay tuned, folks. That's all we'll say. Stay tuned. Okay. Fun podcast. Enjoyed answering your questions. Had a lot of good ones. I don't think we're actually going to call for questions next time because we have so many that we haven't gotten to yet. we'll just use these. On Wednesday night into Thursday morning, we'll release our next podcast and we'll be reviewing <laughs> Tomb Raider. Trouble and Saw Tomb Raider. Don't give anything away. But it has below a 50% of Rotten Tomatoes. And I'm thinking you weren't too against that. Can, can you give a little hint? Ken Jack and I are seeing it on Monday.
2: It's it's an entertaining movie with a lot of flaws that is also very I'm trying to I'm trying to frame this the right way. I think it's pretty faithful to the reboot of the video games, but uh it it's not entirely like very interesting as well. I, I I'm sorry. It's hard for me to go on about Tomb Raider without just yeah. completely complaining well, about well,
0: it. It's just, just Alicia,
2: Alicia Vikander did really good. I, I really liked her portrayal as Laura Croft. I just, if you're to ask me which Tomb Raider movies did I like better? I prefer the silliness of the early two thousands one over than this like super serious movie. How was Goggins? Oh, he's always great, dude. I love, I love that dude and his wide smile, wide ass mouth. Dude, he, turtle mouth. He, he he was him and Vicander were the two best parts of the movie. He, he was pretty good. He was creepy.
0: I also think we're going to do top ten comedy movies from two thousand to two thousand nine because we had a couple people say, "Okay, you rank the you rank the bad ten years. Let's rank the good ones." And I don't really want to wait for a comedy movie because I'm not sure what the next comedy movie we'll see. But I, I, uh, I, I think we'll do that. I think that's the one I'll set up. I think we'll rank those because we just talked about comedies a few weeks ago. I'm also going to go see Flower with Tim Heidecker and Zoe Deutsch this week. We're just not going to review it because it's not really out anywhere. It's at it's at Regal in Union Square. You don't have to go take the subway to go see that movie. That's just such a drag. Yeah, such oh. a drag. And so Regal we'll, we'll too. do that. Yeah, I know, right? Except Regal, if you do want to sponsor the pod, go for it. But you also AMC, him. if you're listening, please, please AMC, please. I just like AMC, dude. They invented the movies,
2: so I'm I'm comfortable seeing movies there. I'm a big AMC guy. I like their rewards program. I, I, uh, I've said it before. Nothing will make me feel better about being your customer if you give me a like VIP pass. Even though the benefits are kind of meaningless, <laughs> I still feel uh, like you get money. You get money. Yeah, you know, we well, get money. Okay, but the big thing for me is that special line, the the gold rope <laughs> line, where like yeah. you just. Walk by everybody else waiting in line. (laughs) Yeah, you guys didn't
0: pay $10 a year for this. Black Panther, I pissed a lot of people off with that because the line was very long, very long. And I just (laughs) cut everybody. But hey, that's why it's like, no, no free ads. Sorry, not going into it. You can go look it up yourself. Do you know what AMC stands for? Some free
2: ads, American Movie Company. Ken Jack, what do you think it stands for? What? Oh, um, all the mm,
1: I can't think of something funny.
0: At
2: At okay, A-T
0: we're t- at, for at American
2: Multi Cinema. Ah, well, it's not a lie. It is a multi cinema in America, so it's a very accurate name.
0: Which is pretty funny because AMC is known as AMC theaters and AMC cinemas around the world, and that means it's called American Multi Cinema theaters and American Multi Cinema cinemas. Have you seen a DSW? Make too much sense. Have you seen DSW shoes?
2: Like so, there's DSW, Designer Shoe Warehouse. But I saw one that said DSW, Designer Shoe Warehouse
0: shoes. Oh yeah, that's that's tough. The best is whenever we did acronym-wise in terms of getting acronyms wrong. Whenever we had the CMA country music awards at gma anyone that ever said cma awards got yelled at by the cma people like in a nice way but they'd be like no 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 no, it's not cma awards it's not country music award awards get your acronyms right folks
2: those are probably probably my least favorite awards i think the cmas it's hard for me to get hype and i i do like country music here here and now but i like the I like the Chris Stapletons and the Sturgill Simpsons. Actually, I can't even say his name. But I know I like his music. Margot Price is really good, too. She's on Jack White's label, Third Man Records. So shout out to country music. We should play some country music to end the pod today.
0: We will, we'll play a good country song to end the podcast.
2: Take me home, country. It's already road.
0: playing right now. No, it's already playing right now.
2: It's uh, Freedom Isn't Free from C- uh, Team America World Police.
0: No, but you're 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 close. I already know exactly which one I'm going to play. It's probably not even country music, but it, it fits the bill. Okay. All right, go see Tomb Raider. We're going to review it this week. a candor, And then we're going to put up the vote for best comedy movies from the year 2000 to 2009. That's going to be a tough one. For Ken Jack and Trill Bones, I'm Jeff Lowe. We'll talk to you later in the week.
1: Save a horse, ride
2: a cowboy. Everybody says, save a horse. while the girls are drinking, Long necks down
1: And I wouldn't trade only royal Or my Chevrolet
0: for your Escalator, your freak parade I'm the only John Wayne left In this town And I saddle up my horse And I ride into the city